I'd like to take you now to a low security prison near Ballarat in Victoria called Langi Kalkal, where welding is proving to be an avenue of very clever innovation at both technical and personal levels. Selected inmates from this prison are being given the opportunity to train in an advanced welding course, providing them with precious in-demand skills. Uh, Crucially, the chosen prisoners are also mentored and connected to a growing number of enthusiastic employers in the metal fabrication business to help them reintegrate into society when their sentences are over. We've invited two people involved in this imaginative scheme to join us. Jeff Crittenden is the CEO of Weld Australia. And another Jeff, Jeff Wanless, is the Engineering and Business Development Manager for Keppel Prince. That's a firm that makes everything from bridges to wind towers in Portland, in regional Victoria. And a big welcome to you both. Morning, Geraldine. Thank you. Um, Morning, Geraldine. Jeff Crittenden, Jeff with a G. You've been involved in setting up this welding course at the prison's training centre. Can you tell us a little about the prison, please? We were approached by corrective services in Victoria uh, three years ago who'd seen a demonstration of our augmented reality welding machine, which is a very exciting piece of modern kit. And we started to talk and decided that there was a real opportunity for us to do something to help the prisoners. So we established an advanced welding training centre, which is a fabulous name for really two parts. One is a set of augmented reality welding machines. And really, an augmented reality welding machine is like the most sexy television game you've ever come across, but for welders. And a normal welding booth that you'd see in any TAFE. So we brought the two together with the prison. And and at this point, Geraldine, I have to say that I was down there recently talking to the the prisoners and the staff. And the staff at Langy Cowcow Prison are just outstanding. I'd never been to... Well, I haven't been to a prison for a very long time... And to see the enthusiasm and passion that the prison guards have there is absolutely amazing because you don't imagine that no. from where we're sitting. And it was, it was just tremendous. Langy Calcan is an open prison. It's a farm. They do a variety of things. It was just great to see you. Now, this prison already, I understand, has a training centre. So what's involved, this welding course and the overall pro- program takes it further, does it? Yeah. The standard for welding in Australia is an international standard called 9606. And what that does is it's a benchmark for an individual welder's qualification. So if you can do a particular weld to a certain standard, then you get that certification and it's a ticket. And, And interestingly enough, it's a qualification. One of the things that the students in the training centre said to us is that It's the only course where we come away with something in our hands we can take to an employer and it certifies that they can weld to a certain standard. It's obviously aimed at reducing recidivism, which, you know, the ABS figures on this are really quite startling, actually. They are. Bad. (laughs) And and, and recidivism is is one aspect of it. I guess the other, from our perspective, if we're 70,000 welders short in Australia, and what that means is that there's a huge risk that we will not be able to deliver a whole range of infrastructure programs. So renewable energy, defence shipbuilding, roads, railways, all of those infrastructure projects require welders and we're extremely short of welders. Is in it this that we haven't upskilled them enough? Like, is it, Obviously, there's a whole lot of new technology, I assume. Um, 
There is a huge amount of new technology, um, but it isn't just that. There are really three reasons. Firstly, there's a global shortage of welders. We're quite lucky, really, in only being 70,000 short. The Japanese are 250,000 and the Americans 500,000 short to maintain their current industrial output. But it's a combination of things. It's, as you know, parents want their children to go to university and they've been pushing them towards university. Schools want kids to go to university because it makes their figures look better at the end of the year. And not only that, but the welding industry in itself has been shrinking uh, dramatically over the last 20 years. We've gone from close to 100,000 welders in 2010 down to less than 60,000 now because so much fabricated steel has been imported from overseas. And, and then there's been this tendency to buy cheaply overseas rather than buy local. And, and that's had an awful impact on the business. So there, there have been less jobs until quite recently. Well, that's a good way to bring in Jeff Wanless from Keppel Prince Engineering. Uh, you're one of the locals, Jeff. Uh, how are you involved in this program at the prison? Yes, well, um, starting from the beginning, when I was invited to attend the Open Day by Jeff, I was really interested and actually really intrigued as to how they were executing, of course, what sort of equipment they've got. And being a member of the industry, I, I thought it was our responsibility to make sure that we would become involved in this type of program. And I think it's a really great opportunity for us to gain access to these skills and really it's an untapped resource and it's unprecedented. So from the onset, there's something that sparked an interest. So and upon attending and having a look at the equipment, it's really state of the art. It's really giving the guys there the really the best opportunity um, once they're released to gain meaningful employment and actually play a, a proactive and, and productive role in the community. So and it's it's really great. What were your impressions after meeting some of the prisoners and what they told you? The first guy, actually, there was a guy welding in a welding bay when we were standing there and he came out and he had a weld test piece. Uh, he performed a, um, a fillet weld in the vertical technique, which is one of the most hardest welds, I guess, you could expect, even from the trained professionals, and it's quite challenging for them to achieve. When I had a look at his weld, I was suitably impressed by the standard that he'd actually welded to. Now, bearing in mind, this is a guy with relatively little experience in this type of industry, and to perform such a difficult weld at such an early stage, and I actually said to the guy, this is this is really, really good work. This is the standard of work that we would expect from our trained boilermakers in our factories today. And when I said that, what was surprising to me was the reaction that I got from the guy. It was more not what was said, but the look on his face and his facial expression. You actually see that these guys were fully invested and really, really passionate about what they were doing. They see this as a reset button in their lives. For them, it's a point, a delineation point between their old life and their new. And they're, they're really, really passionate about making this successful. So it was, yeah, amazing, actually. How fantastic to see that. Uh, I mean, again, the ABS figures say almost two in three prisoners, 63%, have an education level of year eight or below. <laughs> That's mm, quite amazing. profound, isn't it? So this man, one assumes he might have been in that category, and he, someone believes in him. I mean, there must be very good trainers there, by the way, to get this level of competence. Definitely. Talking to one of the guys there, quite experienced boilermaker, by the way, um, also, he must have been a boilermaker before he was a prison guard. Very knowledgeable. The level of training they must have received on some of the technology that was there um, would have been quite high as well to produce the amount of proficiency, I guess, that they have in the time frame. Yeah, really, really quite impressive. Now, you're obviously someone who's willing to give someone a go. Uh, might you take him or someone like him on? I mean, in other words, the next stage of life after prison is also very much part and parcel of this um, course, isn't it? Yes, it is. And look, definitely, 
being a representative in this industry, I believe it's our responsibility to give these guys a fair go. And as I said previously, it's an untapped resource. So to be able to get guys that are pre-skilled, pre-qualified, and actually can produce work to that particular standard, for us, is a big step forward. Um, and, yes, there's a lot of positives that would come out of this, and we'd happily give these guys a go. How acute is the lack of welders from your perspective in Portland? Is it hard to get skilled workers? Very much so. It's the same as you can see across the board with the skills sort, as Jeff mentioned before. Um, for us, it's being in a rural area, population of 10,000 people. You can understand and appreciate that it's quite difficult to get new people, people that haven't been around and have tried other things, but, but introduce new people into the mix. We go through our normal training process with apprentices and so forth, um, but it's very, very difficult to attract them at the moment. Mm. Now, Jeff Crittenden, if they do stick at it, if a man like that stuck at it, how much opportunity is there as a welder to keep learning and earn a very good income? It's a huge opportunity, Geraldine. I mean, we are so short of welders. Um, you know, just following on from what Jeff said, that they're, the average fabrication company in Australia is running at about 50% capacity because they simply cannot find the welders to deliver on, on the work. So, firstly, there is a huge opportunity, i.e. there are plenty of jobs advertised everywhere. And secondly, it's an interesting skill welding it relies a lot on hand-eye coordination, but each individual component can be learnt in about two weeks. So you can add the certifications as you go and the qualifications, and you can become an extremely competent welder. And some welders in Australia working in power stations and in, on mine sites, complex pressure welding type tradesmen, those guys are earning big money really big money to, to deliver on that. And, of course, we've got all the renewable uh, transition coming up and you just explained to me how much is going to be needed for the wind towers and uh, for the uh, struts around solar power and so on. It's a huge challenge for us, Geraldine. We will need to very nearly double the size of our fabrication industry here in Australia if we're to deliver the government's current target for renewable energy. Look, um, I can hear the passion you have for this, uh, for giving the inmates a second or third chance. When will you start to have some people leaving prison with this certificate who are then going to need uh, specific support? First one came out about two months ago. All right. And one of our member companies in Victoria gave him a job uh, pretty much straight away. And and I have to say, interesting, Jeff and I had this fantastic open day at Langy Calcow, but... I approached 10 of the largest fabricators in Victoria. With some trepidation, I must admit, I phoned each of the managing directors up and said, you know, we have this program, we've got people coming out of prison, would you be interested in offering them a job or, or looking at them for a, for a job? They're qualified to the international standard. Every single one said, yes, we will look at them. In fact, we've now started a national database of companies that are prepared to look at ex-prisoners. And interesting thing in talking to, to the guys, the thing that they're most frightened of about leaving prison is the fact that they won't get a job, mm. that people will, I guess, treat them as aliens or not, not want to employ Marked. them. That's it. Uh, and that's not the case, certainly not in our experience. So the first one is gone and, and through and I've got the next one in, in a couple of weeks and I've got to find him a job. But the, the interesting thing is it's not the welding bit that's the difficult bit when people leave prison. It's what, what I call the pastoral care, the follow-up. And that needs to be 
top-notch. You need to be with these guys for at least 12 months after they leave prison just to make sure that, that things go well. And who's doing that? In Victoria, they have um, like a job service agency that provides that pastoral care. So, for example, if you've done five years in prison, you haven't got a current driver's licence. You need to be able to get to your place of work. And unless you live within walking distance of a fabrication plant, Mm. that's not going to happen. So you have to think, how are they going to get to work? And if I may, there's one story which um, our friends in Corrective Services told me the other day, which I found very sad, that uh, a young man had left prison and got a job and was absolutely determined that he wasn't going to go back to prison. He was married, he had a, a young son, and he did everything. He was always on time, he left, got there early, left late, never a problem, you know, did everything he could to make sure he got there, caught, he had two buses to catch. Uh, his wife got COVID, and uh, so in the morning he had to help his wife and get a rat tested and so on. You can see what's coming. And so he decided, oh, I've got to get to work on time, I'm running late, and he jumped in his car. No driver's licence. Oh, no. Uh, got picked up. <laughs> Before the end of the day, he was back in prison. The, that's the area. The bit that we do is, is the easy bit. Teaching someone to world with the technology and the, and the people we've got is relatively easy. The hard bit is getting them from the point at which they come out of prison to the point where they sort of re-establish their lives outside. Well, I'm going to give the final word to Jeff Wanless. It's taken the wind out of my sails, Jeff. <laughs> I mean... There obviously were other prospective employers at that open day. Uh, you know, are you ready to step up to this extra layer, I suppose, of pastoral care? Uh, definitely, Geraldine. It's something, I guess we're a really close community down here. It's one good thing about being in the local area. We have a lot of community services down this way. A lot of people are linked to those community services through family members and so forth. And this is a company where we employ fathers, mothers, cousins, sons, they work here, they work at Alcoa up the road. We interconnect and we cross-pollinate quite regularly. So there's an opportunity for people that are new to the area to join those social groups, to understand who's available, what sort of care, and have a really good connection. Although we're remote, we're well-placed to, to give that level of care. Well, look, gentlemen, it's fabulous to hear this, really is. Uh, Jeff Crittenden and Jeff Wanless, thank you very much for, for telling us all about it. Thank you, Geraldine. Thanks very much, Geraldine. Yeah. And Jeff Crittenden's the CEO of Weld Australia. Really, look at their websites. Quite interesting indeed to see what's you know underway. And Jeff Wanless is the Engineering and Business Development Manager for Keppel Prince in Portland in Victoria. And I notice, yes, thank you for people saying, let's have more of this. This is fabulous. Um, a couple of people have said, what about women being um, uh, retrained as well? Um, there seems to be an assumption underpinning the segment that only men are able to learn to weld yet if we're talking about low-risk prisoners, that would put most women, that would cover most women in prison today. I wonder what in-demand skill we could teach them. And obviously there's, there are other, uh, other ones as well uh, down at Port Phillip Prison as well. So, look, we'll, if you give us more information, we'll follow it up. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Thank you very much indeed. I should say, yes, we can say, my, my producer Belinda's just saying that World Australia is focused on schools and women too. It's got quite a broad remit. As I said, quite surprising. Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.